0: Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of From Millennials to Z, or shortly M 2 Z. After a break of several months, we are finally back with a new episode and a new guest. I'm Elliot, and I will be your host today. And for this episode, we are actually traveling to the United States in North Dakota to meet Dana and together we'll be talking about park interpretation. Hi Dana, thank you so much for joining us. Before you start, uh, do you mind to introduce yourself to our auditors?
1: Yeah. Hi, thank you for having me on today. Um, So right now I'm on the North Dakota-Montana border and I work for the National Park Service. So I'm working at a little National Historic Site here. And I've been doing park interpretation only for about like the last six months, but I've worked with California state parks and this winter, I'll be working in Glacier Bay National Park in Alaska. So I really enjoy connecting people to nature and I will enjoy telling you guys a little bit more about park interpretation soon.
0: It sounds very uh, interesting and I'm really looking forward to our conversation so actually we could maybe start to maybe ask you since you're the specialist about what is actually park interpretation because uh from our previous conversation and and my understanding i can see that park interpretation is a big thing in united states but maybe it's not that known for example especially in europe so do you mind to briefly explain us what is it and uh, why you are for example uh, really passionate about that field
1: Yeah, so oftentimes when you hear interpretation, you just think about translating between different languages. So the name's a little bit confusing, but interpretation is exactly that. We're translating different concepts and ideas and resources into ways that are easy for people to understand. And so that way they take things away. So for instance, um, where I was working this summer, we had a lot of issues with black bears coming into campsites or on trails. And so one of the things that we did so that people would learn about the black bears is we had this little roving interpretation, which just means like we'd go around the park to different areas so that way we'd reach more visitors. And so part of this interpretation, we had a It was a replica bear skull, and we also had some black bear fur, and we had this little game that people could play, and so that way they would learn what goes in a bear locker if they're camping, which a bear locker is just the box that we have outside that you would lock your food and any smelly item in, so that way a bear can't access it. Um, So we'd have that and then we'd have like what can be inside someone's tent if they're camping. So just kind of having visitors learn in a fun way like how to not only protect themselves so the bears aren't coming into their tent but also so that the bears aren't able to get the food which we have the saying that a fed bear is a dead bear so we don't want that happening. So just using different means to uh, teach people about different ideas and for my background it's more into environmental um, and wildlife studies, but interpretation can be a lot of things. It can be history, it can be culture. Um, So where I'm working right now, we do a lot of living history. So, that means people are dressing up and making wooden, ba- uh, wooden baskets or wooden buckets or doing like some metal work, kind of to demonstrate how things were back in the 1800s when the fort where I'm working at was open. So, interpretation can go to a lot of different things, but it's really seeing your audience and adapting different messages to them because it's really important to connect people to where they are. So, that way they not only learn and remember things, but they also realize why should I care about this? And then that can inspire them to want to protect it when they go on. So that's kind of the basic of what interpretation is. It's just taking an idea or a tangible and then uh, translating it into an easy to understand means for other people who may not know anything about that topic or place.
0: So do you see that it's a good uh, tools in order, for example, to raise awareness about uh, like, for example, protecting our ecosystem or being more, uh, showing more respect uh, towards nature, uh, for example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times when I was working at our park this summer, you might have families that have really never been outside or never camped before. They don't spend a lot of time out in nature and they might be afraid of it. So with park interpretation, you can really teach them that, hey, you shouldn't be worried about this. Like. In the case of black bears, I always go to that uh, because people are often scared by them. And as long as you give black bears lots of space, they're not gonna bother you. Um, And so I think just like you can use that to connect people to nature. And then also um, with so many different topics, it's about getting people to understand like, wow, this is beautiful. I really love being out here. And then I want to have a role in protecting this. Or uh, I really like hiking in this one park. And then maybe you see in the newspaper that they want to like get rid of half the park. That might inspire you to want to take some action. Um, so I think interpretation really helps to people understand why, why this is important, why it's being protected. And Hopefully, ultimately, the goal is kind of to inspire people to want to take that away with them so that they have a role in protecting it too. Um, So yeah, I think it's super important for protecting nature because people need to know about things and want to care in order to make a difference.
0: And uh, do you you see like there is some challenges or or limitation about, for example, um, when when you're, for example, trying to apply park interpretation about... uh to apply into ecological aspects? uh, uh, Have you ever experienced, uh, or maybe how it could be improved or?
1: I think the thing with interpretation, it's, there's a couple different things. One, you need to understand what the resource is. So you need to have knowledge about um, the environment. So either like what wildlife is there, maybe what's happening due to climate change. So you need to have some sort of knowledge about what you want to talk about. Um, And then from there, you really need to know your audience. Are they little kids? Are they adults? Are they experts in the field? You know, who are you trying to talk to? And so once you know those two things, then you can decide what's the best way to spread this message or this goal that you have for interpretation. And so like with working with kids, We have Junior Ranger and Junior Cub programs. And so they're learning a lot of the same information you would be telling adults, but they're learning it through different games and activities. So the messages and the act, like things are just tailored more to their age group. Whereas you would still be teaching about, it could be climate change, or something else, but like if you're talking to adults, you would just use a different way of talking to them so that they understand it and it becomes more memorable. So it's just kind of tailoring the message, but I don't think there's any limitations to doing uh, it about nature ecosystems. It's more just kind of knowing what you're trying to share, what you want people to take away, and then what means you're gonna use to accomplish that.
0: And uh, so, yeah, as um, we were discussing at the beginning, uh, uh, park interpretation is something that is quite important and has been going on in the United States for quite many years. Uh, actually, I was a bit surprised that uh, it's not very known in, in Europe, but as um, we have been discussing previously, you're also trying to uh, create some collaboration in Europe, no, no, necess- uh, for example, with Norway, do you think that maybe park and recreation could be um, a, a precious tool, for example, in Europe, uh, in order to improve our raising uh, awareness about biodiversity, um, especially since the next COP—I'm uh, uh, not sure if it's the COP twenty-four. Twenty—I'm lost with the numbers, but the next uh, conference of parties it can is- be 26 yeah yeah cop 26 all right i feel bad i should have known <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. it's actually based uh, focusing more about biodiversity because uh, the the biggest things that was uh, so far was uh, cutting our emissions that was uh, well we are still far from reaching these goals but now finally people started to realize that uh, yeah actually uh, to save the planet or the environment, it's not only about um, polluting less, but it's also first stopping by um, uh, like destroying our habitats. And Mm -hmm. uh, and do you, I mean, I don't know from your perspective from United States and as uh, a specialist of park and uh, interpretation, do you think that we could um, implement some aspect of of this discipline in in Europe in order to maybe reach uh, this goal. I know it's a kind of like uh, (laughs) a big question, but maybe uh, I'm curious to hear what you think about it.
1: Yeah, so um, for my master's thesis, which I did in Norway, I did a 30 day plastic free challenge to kind of get people to see what the barriers are to going plastic free. And so one of the things with interpretation is you wanna make things relevant. So by having participants tried to live without plastic you see wow plastics everywhere like I didn't realize that so I think with interpretation as well whether it has to do with biodiversity or any sort of topic it's kind of making things more relevant to people and having that different action um, so that they actually can see what's going on and what barriers we have to making things happen and especially like with emissions and that kind of stuff like You might hear the numbers, you know, we we all probably know, we've been told this for a long time, you know, don't drive so much, Uh, emissions are bad, coal's bad. But like, when you don't see the things because climate change is maybe affecting islands more or like, uh, it's cold in the winter, but it's always cold or less snow. But like when things are kind of far away, you don't feel them as much. So interpretation kind of makes you feel closer to whatever is happening. So that way you can learn something new, and there's also, it can be like very inspiring. You wanna connect to the emotions as well, um, because then that gets people to change and try new things. So it's not just spouting information. That's exactly what it's not (laughs) trying to do. Like you are sharing information, but you're trying to do it in a fun and memorable way that inspires people. And so at my next position in Glacier Bay National Park, we're going to be working, um, as you said, with Norway a little bit, there's a park a national park in the West that we're going to be partnering with so that they can expand their interpretation programs as well. It's just a good way to reach more people and so that people know, wow, we have these beautiful national parks and these are the issues that are going on there. Maybe there are a bunch of endangered species that we're trying to protect. Um, So it's just kind of spreading that awareness um, to inspire action
0: ultimately. And uh, maybe as the park and uh, interpretation person, what are the maybe the top three skills that uh, like you have improved and you feel like that the most important uh, either to work in park, ent- park interpretation or, or maybe using some of those uh, aspects, uh, for example, to r- raise awareness about uh, biodiversity and their protection and its protection?
1: yeah i think it's really important just not to be super shy about things um so for instance this summer i had to do a lot of campfire programs so i'd be singing in front of people doing lots of kitty songs and weird dances and um (laughs) i did like improv which is like a impromptu kind of comedy one night and so you just have to like kind of break out of your shell like we do puppet shows for kids, so I mean, of course, if you're working with kids, you might have to look a little goofy. That's okay; uh, you get used to it. Uh, but just having to talk to people, I'm kind of a shy, introverted person. But doing interpretation, I've really had to break out of my shell because I have to talk to people, right? Um, so, and it's really fun. It's super rewarding when you talk to people and especially kids. And then they go right across and tell their parents what they learned or they teach another sibling. So I think that it's really important. Don't be shy. Uh, And it just takes practice. Like I always still get nervous before I have to present in front of people. Um, But that's just natural. So I, if you're passionate about something, you should just follow through with that. And then just knowing your audience, again, is super important so that you can tailor those messages and activities and whatnot specifically to them. So that way they are leaving with something uh, that could go on and inspire more action. And then just like whatever you're passionate about, if it's biodiversity loss, if it's Reducing plastic. It could be anything. It could be history. Like interpretation is just about getting people to care about a particular topic. So that way we can protect it um, and preserve it for the future. So uh, yeah, it definitely is very applicable to biodiversity loss and environmental things. So, but yeah, (laughs) that's kind of, uh,
0: yeah. So now we are approaching the end since uh, we are trying a new format, much shorter. Thank you for joining us. And maybe before uh, leaving, what do you think are the most important things that uh, the people that are listening to us should uh, remember when we talk about Park interpretation, according to you?
1: Yeah, I think some of the most important things are just remembering that you may have had these experiences that you're passionate about, but other people are coming from many diverse perspectives and experiences. So sharing uh, these things and also thinking outside the box to connect people to nature or whatever you're passionate about is super important. But yeah, just keeping in mind having diverse perspectives and then tailoring the messages so that you are reaching a lot of people and uh, yeah I think it's just really important to keep things positive so that you do it can inspire people hopefully to want to change things and I care about the environment so that's my passion so <laughs> yeah I think it's just important to find what you're interested in and then yeah really connect people to it so that they care about different things as well so yeah thank you for having me <laughs> uh,
0: thank you Dana and thank you to everyone who is listening to us uh, don't hesitate to follow us on Instagram uh, M2Z podcast where we are sharing updates about our next podcast episode. We also share uh, a bit more information about our um, guest and also uh, what will be the next episode. So see you at the next episode.